y'all. Welcome to another episode. So in this episode, I want to talk about um, everyday carries or like EDC kits, right? And I want to talk about, um, it's funny to me that I haven't talked about this first date because I talked to so many of my friends about this guy, right? And it's really funny because uh, I saw like a fucking memory on uh, social media yesterday or the day before. And I was like, motherfucker, like, it's funny to me uh, to go back and think of how far I've come in a year and then how far I have not come in a year. <laughs> anyway, so I want to go ahead and talk about, um, you know, um, everyday carries, right? And I want to talk to you some, uh, some suggestions, which I think could be really helpful to most of you out there. You can, of course, customize them to what your needs are, which is what I've done with mine. So I'll talk about that. <clears throat> but I want to talk about first date number 31. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> so we all know I have a type, right? Like I met him on, on a fucking hinge, right? So of course, as you guys know, there's like multiple Facebook dating apps. And something about his photos, and especially on hinge, you get to have like the cute little question, you know, caption, whatever, like under the photos. So I thought he was really cute. Um, Love beards, right? Not, no, no fucking secret there. He had a beautiful long fucking beard. And this was a year ago. So this was like COVID, right? Everybody was wearing masks and shit. And in New York State, there were different like roller coasters as far as like the intensity of when you had to have your mask on, right? It's like for a while, it was just gyms. And then it turned into all businesses. And then all businesses turned into like hospitals. And it just like went like all over the place, right? So when he and I met, um, the, you know, restaurants were open again, which was awesome because we ended up picking like a really fucking amazing burger place, which I have gone to many a times since him. And he's the one who introduced it to me. Um, okay. So like I said, met him on hinge. I thought he was like really fucking attractive. The beards what got me at first. Um, not completely my type. Like he, he's not a, he's not a bodybuilder. He's more of like a spin guy, which is not a bad thing. You know, spinning's awesome. It's like really good for your fucking heart and stuff, but he's just like really lean, you know? So, um, which is not a bad thing either, but he's not like huge muscular, like no V taper, no quads, no biceps, whatever. But I loved his beard, beautiful fucking blue eyes. And I thought he was funny. <clears throat> and, uh, Anyway, so we met on the on the app, and as you guys know, right, I go from the fucking app to, like, an actual phone, whether it's, like, texting or call or video or, like, whatever, right? Like, however the communication naturally evolves, right? So the communication evolved pretty quickly. I thought he was funny as shit, and we texted a lot. Like, I would say within the first, like, three days, that's pretty much all we did. <clears throat> so he was really funny, liked a sense of humor. Like I said, his body type wasn't necessarily my type, but I thought his eyes and his beard were, like, fucking awesome so anyway so he um has a child right um and he would tell me about his little girl or whatever and I thought it was like awesome like the way that he spoke about her um is what got me like so what got my attention initially right of course it was the beard and the eyes and all that but just the way he spoke about his daughter I thought was so fucking sweet and awesome and I was he was divorced and I was kind of like you know I always feel like if you meet somebody male or female right and they speak really highly of their family, whether it's their spouse or their child or their dog or whatever. I always feel like that's a good insight into like the kind of person that they are, right? So we ended up spending, you know, like I said, you know, a good chunk of those like first like three days or so, mostly texting. And then we did phone calls and we did some video. And then, of course, we met. And um, so, of course, I told him all about Ike and we got along really well. 
So he um, is an entrepreneur. So he has like a couple of small businesses and they were doing well, even with COVID. So that was pretty awesome and impressive to me that they were still doing well. And um, he was very humble about them, um, which I thought was impressive too. Because a lot of times you meet people and they're affluent or they're successful in some way financially. And that's kind of all you fucking hear about, right? So he was very like humble. And I like that about him. And Obviously, I said I like the way he spoke about his daughter. Um, he didn't have any animals, but he was like a dog fan. So anyway, so he came over for the first time, um, uh, met me at my house, which is something I don't do very often. But I had, you know, we had talked for like a good week or two before we met in person, even with COVID and everything. And he's kind of like a small-ish, local-ish kind of politician. So it was pretty easy for me to Google and find out stuff about him, right? Anyway, so of course, I'm obviously not going to say who he is. But anyway, so he went ahead and he like picked me up um, at my door and it was like a year ago, right? So it was like pretty fucking cold and uh, opened the door. And as I've said before, I was like pleasantly surprised. Uh, I always think it's awesome when it happens when you meet somebody in an app and they actually fucking look like the way they look. Like I was like, like, holy shit. He really looks like I thought he would look. I mean, we did a little bit of video, but still, right? Anyway, so um, opened the door, you know, my front door. He was there. Gave me a really fucking great hug. And then I said something like lame. I was like, oh my God, you're like really cute. You look like you just thought you looked right. Something stupid like that. He was like, yeah, I think you're cute too. And then we kind of laughed because it was like awkward, right? And then of course Ike was there and Ike liked him and he had a couple of like Kong balls for Ike and then he had like a chew toy. And this is what showed up in the memories. And I was like, motherfucker, because that was my first impression was like, he didn't give me shit, but he got Ike stuff. And, you know, Ike's not a huge toy dog, but he didn't know that. So the fact that... He brought something for Ike, I thought was like so fucking awesome, warmed my heart, right? So Ike actually, ironically, still plays with the fucking Kong balls. And every once in a while, because <laughs> I'm like bitter as shit, I'm like fucking ball, right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we got along really well, right? Um, he, uh, he has a Prius, and one of my friends later on was like, you should have fucking known <laughs> that that was the problem. Anyway, or like you should have known that that was going to be like a disaster and not work out. It was really funny. So um, anyway, so we got in his Prius, and um, I noticed that he had like a couple of like little parts of Christmas trees like around his dashboard, like little branches. And I, I, like, I commented on it, and um, he was like, yeah, you know... Um, you know, my daughter, you know, just thought it would be really cute to decorate, you know, the car because we had just decorated the tree at home. I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome, right? So he's, like I said, he spends a lot of time with his daughter and I love that. Anyway, so I was like, it was really cute. So we were driving and I was talking about a band that I really liked and he had never heard of the band. So when we got in the car, like in the Prius, like he didn't have the radio on at first or stereo or music, whatever. He was just talking. And then, like, as the heat was warming up and we were driving, he was like, oh, by the way, the band that you mentioned, this is them, right? And I was like, holy fuck, that's awesome, right? Love this band, put them on, whatever. And, like, we listened to them the whole way there. It was great, you know? So I love to sing, even though I sing like shit. Who cares, right? Like, I fucking love it. So I was, like, singing, and he was just like, oh, my God, you sound like shit. And we're ha-ha laughing. But, of course, I was singing louder or whatever. It was fun. So we go to the burger place, Burger Bar Grill, which I really like. And, uh, you know, we sat down. Um, it was a little awkward because it was still COVID, right? So, and this was, like, early-ish COVID. I mean, it was December, but it was, st- like, in New York State, it was still, like, off and on, right, with the intensity, like I said before. So we had our mask and everything, but people were still like socially awkward, you know, in public. Like people were really fearful at that point. Anyway, so we sat down. He like pulled his chair out for me or a chair out for me to sit down and like little gestures, like little chivalry. I've mentioned it before. Chivalry is like so fucking impressive and sweet to me. And I don't see it 
and I don't feel it very often, specifically directed at me. Um, I know I have like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like I, I it's like the small gestures, right? So anyway, so it, like it impressed me. They pulled his chair out, <clears throat> whatever. So then he was like, what do you want to eat? Whatever. And it was just like a burger bar grill. And then when the waitress came over, he did something that I thought was really sweet. He was like, okay. He was like, she's going to want this and she's going to want that. And he was like, how do you want it cooked? And it was just found like a fucking medium rare, like bloody, whatever. I was awesome, right? So then we, I ordered my bacon cheeseburger with whatever the fuck was on it. Aside from that, and then we had like nice cold beers and um, it was like a good conversation. Like I, I, I kind of appreciated the chivalry right with the door and then him ordering for me, but it wasn't like an, an like an, uh, like I'm an incompetent. It was just kind of like he wanted to be sweet and I thought that was really fucking awesome, right? Anyway, so we had a good meal. Um, we laughed a lot, uh, talked a little bit about our exes, which I hate to do, but sometimes it just comes up in conversation, right? Like I really hate to talk about my ex. And, um, but we were only exchanging funny stories. So it was kind of acceptable. Right. Anyway, so we had a good meal, you know, I think we had two beers each or so, and then we drove back and, uh, on the way back, we were talking about like, you know, we need to hang out again. He was like, you know, I want to bring, um, he was like, please bring Ike that way I can get to know him more. I really like him, blah, 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 whatever. So it was awesome. Right. So, um, good meal, good conversation. We were there for a while. And then I ended up going on four other dates with him. And the reason this is significant was because I remember talking to my friends and family and I was kind of like, okay, so we're about to go on the fifth date. Right. I was like, we've talked a lot. I was like, there's been some like awkward red flag situations, mostly politics, like, cause obviously I'm in the army. Right. So he would ask my opinion, you know, whether it was like a text or phone call or video. And I was just like, I don't know if I really want to have this conversation over text because we see things differently. So I think with tone of text, I think if you're going to have like an argument, like fucking have it like on the phone or have it in person. I don't like to have like arguments with people in text because you can misinterpret tone fucking anyway. Right. So I was just like, mm, I don't know. So he was kind of turned off by the fact that I didn't want to have these conversations with him. Right. And over text. And I was just kind of like, when we hang out again, we can talk about this. So I was like, but I just don't want to over text anyway. So that was like one of the big things. Right. The other thing was like his daughter's really important to him, which I respect. And I think that's fucking admirable and awesome. But I think there's also like, if you're trying to date somebody, I think it's important that your children come first because fucking children are way more important than any male or female you'd ever date. But at the same time, if you're trying to date somebody, like, why do you kind of blow them off? Like, I don't know. That's how I kind of felt. So I kind of felt like that was my flag or, or another flag, right? So politics, he wanted to talk about over text. I didn't. Um, if I called or he called or we're in the middle of a conversation and, and his daughter was there, which I thought was really sweet, he would instantly like blow me off and then be like, oh, what were you saying? And it was sweet, but it was also annoying, right? And then he would send me pictures throughout the day, um, of like what she was doing, he was doing, they'd cook together. It was really cute, but it was also kind of like awkward for me. I don't know how to explain how he made it awkward, but he made it awkward. I don't know. Speaking of not making things awkward though. <clears throat> so of course, as you guys know, like I'm focusing on 68 and 69, whether they things work great, if they don't, they don't, right? But um, so 69 has kids and one day we were talking and we've had really fucking long phone calls, which I think I have mentioned before, which I love. But what was really cute and which was different and interesting because it was not awkward was he was like including me in the conversations and it was kind of cool because it was like a side of him that I hadn't seen. So I, like, I really liked it and his daughters are like cute and sassy and it was fucking awesome, but and cute and really enduring and it, it, liked, it made me like him more. 
um, and it made me have like a good feeling about them. But what was weird to me was the distinct difference now that I think about it, right? So like 69 kind of like open the door, come in my family kind of thing, so to speak, even though we're on the phone. Where the other guy was kind of like, mm, hang on, she's doing something or hang on, she's saying something or hang on, I don't know where she is. And not that it's a bad thing, but I didn't feel included. I felt kind of separated and I felt like less important, even though I should be less important. I don't know, probably not verbalizing it very well. But that was like the second flag, right? So it was like the texting, the politics, and I just didn't feel like I was being included. Not that I should have, but I just didn't get that warm feeling. So I didn't like it, right? So the other thing that was interesting was um, about it was we had gone on, like I said, other dates, right? And it was really cute and old fashioned and chivalrous to me. Um, was because like he didn't try to kiss me or hug me until like date three which is kind of like my style anyway it's really rare when I uh, want to um, kiss anybody or get any kind of like like I don't know maybe it's just me because I'm worried and awkward and I'm bitter and jaded and the whole bit but I don't like to uh, have sex with somebody very quickly and I don't like to kiss very quickly hugging is different because I'm like a hugger but anyway whatever so I had mentioned that I was thought it was really cool because I thought like we were getting along well overall right third date was the first time like he like reached out reach over for a kiss and it was like a very welcome moment like we had candles and everything and it was awesome and cute we had music on and stuff and we had just finished dinner um that i had made and um just the way he did it like uh, fucking romantic and sweet and then um i laughed and he was like oh my god you're so cute and i was like i can't help it like it was just awkward and i'm goofy right so it was great it was a great kiss and then we went out the fourth time and i'm just like hmm i wonder if we are going to try to do anything more than just kiss right sorry just you know give you way too much information but i was kind of intrigued right and um up until this point, I hadn't had sex with anybody before, you know, since my ex, right? So I was like, well, I don't know. So I'm all awkward, right? And then, of course, you know, one of my best friends to this day was like, bitch, just get a couple drinks. She'll be fine, right? It was awesome. Anyway, so as I said before, you know, in my year and a half-ish, you know, almost two-year time frame of like, you know, going on dates, I haven't had sex that often. And I haven't felt always really comfortable either, right? And it has nothing to do with my ex. It's just like, it's just me. Like, I just don't feel comfortable, right? So the other thing too, aside from like the physical intimacy is it's really hard or has been hard for me to tell somebody, some guy that I like them. So like when I tell a guy that I like them, because there's only been like a handful of them, right? In the last, you know, almost two years, I feel like I'm like a seven-year-old little kid and I'm giddy and I'm excited, but then I'm horrified, right? So I was like, I don't know what to do. And so I told him, you know, on a phone call that we had that I liked him, right? So then we had a great, you know, next date. And then when we were about to meet for the fifth date, which was the span of about two months, or I would say, um, is when he ghosted me, right? So they kind of call it Casperine. It's not really like a full on ghost, but like I started hearing from him less and less and then eventually no more, right? So I don't know exactly what happened. And I was like kind of disappointed because of course I worked all throughout COVID, right? And I remember telling one of the recruiters who I talk to all the time in the office, he like knows way too much about my love story, but whatever. Um, I was like, you know, I really like this guy. And I was like, but I feel like, you know, I did or said something because I'm getting less and less attention. And so my friend was kind of like, you know, guys make it really fucking easy. Like he was like, we're not that complicated. He was like, if they like you, they're going to make time to call you and text you or whatever, which is a whole nother thing. Right. So, so anyway, so it didn't work out. But the reason I thought of him was because 
fucking red flags, right? They're always there. You never see them. Or if you're like me, you see them, but to pretend you don't see them. I don't know. Um, and then I also think a lot of things in life are about timing, right? So, which is another thing I was uh, talking about the last few days, right? I'm off of dating apps, right? I was thinking about this guy, I saw Facebook memories. I was like, motherfucker, right? So, I don't know. So I'm like a huge believer, as you guys know, things happen the way it's supposed to happen. Everything's all about timing, right? It's weird as shit to me. And I actually mentioned it to a friend today uh, over Facebook Messenger, I think, or text, it doesn't matter. But I was kind of like, it's weird to me because like, I don't want to date anymore, right? Like I'm, I took myself off of the dating apps. I wanted like a break, right? So I ended up meeting these two men, 68 and 69, which is crazy as shit to me. Like, I think that they're both funny. I think they're both sweet. I think they're both sexy. They're obviously different people, right? So the way that they view life, and is different but I like them both and I feel really warm and comfortable with them and it's weird because I'm like what are the chances of me after all of these fucking dates right 68 69 are the ones that are like emotionally available and there's two of them at the same time like life fucking sucks right so it's like feast or famine anyway so we'll see what happens but I mean whatever things are going to work out the way they're supposed to right uh, and of course every once in a while I get all bitter when I see the fucking toy in my house but whatever <laughs> anyway okay so EDC kits, right? So there are different kinds of like everyday carries out there, right? And I think a lot of times an everyday carry, um, it's important to have like certain items. Like I'm going to go through a list of probably the most popular fucking like everyday carry items that you've probably heard of or seen or read about or whatever, or maybe even have on your own, right? So there's some standard ones, right? So depending on what your line of work is too, right? Like if you're like a contractor or you're like going to deploy or you're like a first responder or like it just depends on your job, right? You're probably going to have a little bit more than like the everyday person just going to like work at a bank, right? Which is totally okay too, which is why I like everyday carries. So your everyday carry kit is similar to like a bug out bag. Of course, a bug out bag is more like elaborate. Um, like I've been working on something off and on in my head for Ike and I, in case we do have to have like a bug out bag cause my ex kept mine and whatever. Okay. So everyday carry, right? So for the most part, right? Like I said, depending on your job, you're going to have some sort of like badass duffel briefcase, something, right? Most of us have some sort of like tactical shit. Cause most of us are somewhat interested in like the military, right? Otherwise, why the fuck are you listening to this podcast? But whatever. Okay. So one of my favorite things, if you think about it, if you have like a decent, um, backpack, like you're like Oakley, like a uh, kitchen seat, probably one of the most popular ones out there. The fucking thing will last forever. Right. Cause of, like it's, it's expensive. Um, but it's worth it because of like, the uh, quality of it, right? Okay, so if you think about something like that, it's like the perfect size to have like a bulletproof insert, right? So the only reason I like bulletproof inserts in this situation is depending on your job, if you feel like you're going to take bullets, holy fuck, if you're not prepared and you don't have like actual body arm with you, if you have an insert inside of your fucking backpack, holy fuck, that's like an instant shield, right? So that's one of my favorite things if you think about like active shooters or whatever, like depending on what's happening in your everyday life, everyday situation, bulletproof inserts, depending on what, on what kind you get too, they're not heavy. So it's not like you're walking around with this like big, heavy fucking bag, right? So I can always like share names, you know, of um, uh, name brands rather for you guys, if you're interested. So bulletproof, you know, um, um, inserts, I think are fucking awesome. If you have like a decent sized backpack, something like Oakley, it doesn't have to be fucking Oakley, but I like them because they last forever. Anyway. So carabiners are like one of my favorites. Like I, I, I became obsessed with them when I was deployed because they have so many different purposes, right? Like if you have like a hammock, if one of your fucking like straps, um, breaks on a bag or a camera bag or whatever the fuck, like a rifle sling, like whatever carabiners come in 
so fucking handy, right? So I love carabiners because, you know, they're cheap. They're um, they're uh, easy to carry, easy to fit everywhere. They have multiple purposes. So I'm like a huge fan of carabiners. I'm a huge fan of medical shears. They're actually not expensive, especially if you get them at fucking like Walmart or Amazon. They can cut through multiple things, right? It doesn't have to be just like if you think about medical only, but like clothing, like like depending on what kind of situation is like, or that you need, if you need to build shelter quickly, if you need to like, um, come up with a tourniquet quickly, like medical shears are fucking awesome and they're not expensive. Um, old school maps, they're harder to find for sure, but you can always fucking download something, right? You like, remember like the fuck it, cause I'm old as shit, right? I'm 50, but remember the whole fucking like map quest and all that. You can still do that kind of shit today, right? So, um, I like maps, you know, I actually like like atlases, you know, especially if you're going to go on a road trip. Um, but you can, of course, just print like your fucking directions and your map, right? From your fucking computer at work or at home or whatever, right? So GPS, um, GPS is fucking awesome. Specifically, if you have something that is not tied to like your phone or something that's going to like lose power, right? So I always talk about having like power banks. I think like fucking power banks are awesome. I have two of them. One's usually in my Jeep. One's usually in my bag. Fucking love them. I had like a really old cheap one at work and I lent it to somebody and never got it back, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, power banks have gotten so much less expensive and they have so much more power storage than they used to. So if you haven't looked into power da- power banks, please fucking look into a power bank, especially with a, like a cord or two. So that way you do need GPS and your phone's dying. You need to call for help, whatever. You gotta have a way to do it. But I also like really old school, regular fucking GPSs, right? So there's some great ones out there, specifically Amazon. Um, so, and then the other thing that I really like, though, it's not necessary, but I'm clumsy as shit. So... Um, those of you who know me know that, um, I like like little tins or like little boxes, like Altoid kind of tins. I like to put like band-aids, super glue, like Kevlar laces, like a, like a lighter. I mean, there's like a bunch of stuff that you could put into your like everyday carry, but if you think about it, it's really fucking small, right? So like, why not have a couple things around? Super glue is one of my favorites because it's like cheap and it, it lasts fucking forever as long as you fucking put the, you know, screw the top back in. But if you have a suture like, or a suture, if you like cut yourself, like I fucking do all the time <laughs> and you're not in a place where you can get stitches super glue is fucking awesome um zebra pens i've talked about before you know any kind of pen with like a steel barrel um i like water bottles um i like uh to always have like um actual like bottled water in my in my jeep specifically if i'm going to go on some sort of road trip with ike it doesn't even really matter the distance like i just don't want either of us to ever run out of water so i usually buy like um the fucking like dasani or polar or whatever's on fucking sale and i usually have like one in my jeep and then i have one at work um and then of course water bottles you could do like a fucking like the ones that like filter water like if you feel like you're gonna be um like hiking for a while and you might run out of water some of the fucking filters like that are available today are fucking awesome because you could take like shitty looking gross water from like a swamp and filter it within like a few hours they're pretty fucking impressive um or of course you could do like yeti which i fucking love yeti you can do like mace you can do like a flashlight um you could do like key rings now that have like glass breaks that have like whistles I mean, there's all, there's all kinds of like, um, ideas for EDC kits out there, right? You can always fucking Google, you don't have to take my word for it. You know, you could take a look at like a badass bike, like, you know, or book rather from like Clint Emerson, but there's a lot of cool, like everyday carry shit out there. Um, I mean, I could go on and on, like, especially if you want to have something with weapons, like I talked about before, you could have like a bandana with rolled quarters. The bandana could also be like a tourniquet. I mean, there's like a lot of shit you could do. Uh, I personally, I mentioned it last episode and I fucked up the name, but I really like uh, protein bars. I mentioned pure protein. 
I like them because you, you, depending on where you go, you can get like 12 of them for $10. So they're really inexpensive. They have different fucking flavors. So they last forever. And they actually have like a decent amount of protein carb ratio. Most of them are like 20 to 3. And I think it's really fucking awesome. And they're cheap. And you can have them in your bag, your, you know, your fucking car, work, wherever, you know. Um, you can do multiple things for food. But one of my favorites is protein bars because it's like, like I said, it's cheap, easy to do. Um, I already talked about water. Um, I already talked about stuff for Ike. I have like snacks for him. I have like extra food in my Jeep. Um, but of course my dog is really important to me. So like if there's ever fucking like, you know, an alien invasion or some sort of like zombie apocalypse or something, that's why I want to have like a bug out bad. I want to make sure that he and I can get out of whatever situation quickly. So if you guys have any questions or concerns about anything, definitely feel free to let me know. Definitely like reach out. Um, always fucking remember I'm here for you. If you need anything, I'm fucking here and bye.